Create Art Podcast, Project, National Novel Writing Month, and National Podcast Post Month. Hello, friend, and welcome to Create Art Podcast, where I help you tame your inner critic and create more than you consume. I'm Timothy Kim O'Brien, your head instigator with over 20 years in arts and education. Now, how do I do this? Well, I provide you with commentary, interviews, discussions, and projects that will inspire you to create art. Now, this month, November of 2021, I will be podcasting daily and writing a novel all within that 30 days. I'm participating in Nay Pod Pomo, which is National Podcast Post Month, and Nay No Rimo. I did this last year. I want to do it again this year. And you will find all the episodes right here at createartpodcast.com. Now, you'll be able to listen and read along to what I wrote for the day. I do like to practice what I preach when it comes to art. So I'm challenging myself again this year to write and have you come along for the ride. It's my hope that this inspires you to accomplish your goals with your art. And if you'd like to share what you're doing, feel free to email me timothy at createartpodcast.com. So let's get this show on the road. Okay, welcome back everyone. I am uh, recording this one on the 14th of November, but I did actually get this done on the 13th of November, just didn't post it. So our uh, daily count was 1,745, which means we beat our goal, and cumulative count is 19,585. So that means on the 14th of November, we're going to break 20,000. Yes! It's exciting for me. I don't know about you, but for me, that's exciting. So here we go. When Carl got back to the kitchen, Myra was still sitting at the table, reading her book and looking at a piece of paper. She wasn't too good at hiding it, but Carl was too far away to read what was on the paper. The smell of chicken wasn't turning his stomach anymore, so he drank more lukewarm coffee. Carl and Myra stayed silent and listened to the jazz coming from the TV. Carl hummed a few times when he knew the song, and Myra giggled softly when he did that. When the timer went off loudly and startled Carl, Myra forgot to tell, tell him that she had set the timer for the rice she was cooking. Carl jumped and exclaimed, What the heck was that? Myra ran over to him and tried to calm him down by holding him and singing softly. The song she was singing was the same song he sang to her earlier in the car. Carl's heart slowly came back to normal as Myra's singing got softer and softer until finally stopped when he was back to normal. See, the cashier was right. Coffee after 10 a.m. makes you jittery, said Myra. I guess so. That was for the rice, right? Carl asked. Yeah, I used to make rice all the time for, well, him. I got pretty good at it. I used cream of mushroom one time, and it was delicious. Do you have any condensed soup we can use? Myra asked. You know, when I was in college, I did the same thing, and when I had some extra money, I would get fresh mushrooms and put it in the mix with soy sauce. 
the cream of mushroom uh, is in the pantry. So you aren't saying your dad now. You're saying him, asked Carl. He's not thinking about me, said Myra. How do you know that? It sounds to me like you are having some... How do you know that? It sounds to me like you're having some feelings about what happened, and that's normal. But he is your dad, said Carl. Dead men can't think, said Myra in a low, gravelly voice. Why do you think your dad is dead, asked Carl. I can't feel him anymore. I just know he's dead, and you do too, replied Myra matter-of-factly. Carl was taken back by her candor. It seemed like she wasn't it seemed like he wasn't talking to a nine-year-old anymore. He stayed quiet for some time when he heard the front door open. It was Cheryl, and she looked beat after a long day. Hey guys, I can smell that chicken from the hallway. It smells great. I take it it's dinner, said Cheryl as she walked through the living room towards the kitchen. What's up? Why are you two so quiet? she asked. Carl looked at Cheryl intensely. She knows he's dead. Carl replied, Who's dead? Cheryl asked. My dad. I just don't feel him anymore, and I know he must be dead. So he's not coming back to take me to his house, replied Myra. I'm so sorry, Myra. Carl, what do you know about this? asked Cheryl. He, he is dead, Myra. I, I just found out earlier today while we were at Nate's house, replied Carl. Cheryl looked at him questioningly. I was going to talk to Cheryl about it tonight, and we're going to decide the best way to approach the news. Cheryl didn't know because I hadn't told her yet. Cheryl went over to Myra and held her. Tears came from Cheryl, but not Myra. He left me. I'm not sad. He didn't want me. I'm glad you two have taken me in, though, and that we can visit Uncle Nate's whenever we want, replied Myra. Carl went into the living room and turned off the television. The sound of chicken cooking on the stove and Cheryl sobbing were the only noises in the apartment. Myra stood up and mixed the rice and cream of mushroom together. Cheryl looked pleadingly to Carl to do something, and he walked to the stove and flipped the chicken over and sautéed the veggies until they were done. Myra pulled out the plates and silverware and set the table as Cheryl looked on and Carl finished cooking the chicken. He took the pan off the stove and started serving the chicken and veg onto everyone's plate. Cheryl went to the bedroom to change her clothes and freshen up. When she returned a few minutes later, Carl and Myra were sitting on the table, sitting at the table, quietly talking. Cheryl grabbed a glass of water and sat down on the table to join in the conversation. Myra, if you want to talk about what you're feeling, we're both here for you. I haven't lost my father, but I've lost some close relatives in the past, and I know it's not good to hold in your feelings, said Cheryl quietly. I'm not sad. I'm just not feeling anything right now. I, I mean, I was very happy at Uncle Nate's house today, and I'm happy to be with both of you. I just don't feel anything about my dad right now since he left me, said Myra. Cheryl and Carl looked at each other while quietly eating their food. Myra finished her plate and dropped the bones in the trash before she took her plate to the sink. Carl's queasiness was back and he didn't want to finish his food. So he took his plate to the sink and pulled out some plastic containers to place his leftovers in. Cheryl was the last to finish her food and 
Again, she dropped her bones in the trash and put her plate in the sink. Do you want to talk my room? Maybe you want to watch a movie? Your choice, asked Carl. I think I'd like to watch a movie. Something funny, please, said Myra. Any suggestions, asked Carl to Cheryl. Yeah, I haven't seen the cartoon movie with little guys. I forget what it's called. That would probably get us some laughs, said Cheryl. Okay, everyone grab a seat and I'll get that up and running. Popcorn, replied Carl. Naturally, you can't take a girl to a movie and not get popcorn, said Cheryl. Carl turned on the TV and picked the movie that Cheryl suggested and started it. He went back to the kitchen and started to make microwave popcorn. And as he waited for that to finish, he loaded up the dishwasher and set it to run overnight. Then he pulled a large mixing bowl, and when the timer went off, this time he didn't jump, he emptied the popcorn in the bowl. When he placed the bowl on the coffee table, he went back to the kitchen and grabbed three cans of soda, and he put them next to the popcorn. Carl saw Myra laying down with her head in Cheryl's lap. Her eyes were half open, but they showed the telltale signs of a child about ready to drift to sleep. Cheryl put her fingers to her mouth in a shushing motion. He carefully sat down next to Myra and Cheryl so as not to disturb, and he put his arm back on the back of the couch and stretched his arm. Cheryl did the same thing and grabbed his hand. They looked at each other from time to time during the movie and looked down at Myra to see if she was still awake. Myra occasionally grabbed some popcorn and a drink of soda from time to time, but when the movie was done, she hadn't finished her drink. When the credits were rolling, she got up and emptied her drink into the sink. I'm going to bed. I'm really tired. Thank you for the movie, Cheryl. It was really good, said Myra as she headed to the bedroom. Hey, dear, if you want to talk, we are here for you, either one of us, said Carl. Do you want to hang out with Carmine tomorrow? What time should I be up, replied Myra. We would need to be at the door by 5 a.m., out the door by 5 a.m., to make it there at 6, since she's taking Seth and Rachel to school tomorrow. I do need to go into work. Cheryl, what does tomorrow look like for you, asked Carl. I got her. We'll have a girl's day uh, out tomorrow and get our hair and nails done. I need to do the evening shift uh, tomorrow night. That starts about 4 p.m. You can either can either be back here by then or pick her up at the shop, asked Cheryl. I think that'll work out fine. I'll, I'll pick her up at the shop. I get out, out of the office by about 3.30. I should be by there no later than four okay sleep in as late as you want myra if you need anything we'll be right next door cheryl said all right good night then see you in the morning said myra as she left bed they waited for myra to close the door to the bedroom and then gave her a few more minutes to settle in Carl took a bowl of popcorn and sodas to the kitchen and grabbed a glass of water. He pointed to the empty glass while looking at Cheryl, and she nodded yes. He put some ice cubes in both glasses and filled them up with water. The clock on the microwave said 10.30, but Carl knew he wouldn't be getting much sleep tonight. He knew he needed to fill Cheryl in on what Nate and Vince talked about. 
and they would have to read the file that Vince set. Before she sat down, Cheryl stopped him. I think you need to get the diary out. With the father being dead, I think that qualifies as a momentous event that should be documented, said Cheryl. Well, who gets to write in the diary? I mean, I'm wondering if the curse only affects the writer and not the uh, spouse or significant other. If that's the case, then it should be me that writes in the diary, since I'm the closest one to death anyhow. Also, I have enough life insurance to take care of the both of you, said Carl. Hey, we're in this together. I told you that from the start. We're both going to write in the diary. So grab it, replied Cheryl. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to today's installment of Shared Diary. If you like what you heard, you can go to the website, createartpodcast.com. You can go to this post and leave me some comments and let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. I would suggest reading through last year's work first to know who Carl is and who Myra is and who Cheryl is and who all these people are. Uh, That would probably help. So again, we'll see you tomorrow. And I just wanted to let you all know, too, that sometimes I might miss a day or two in this month. Sundays are the days that I usually catch up if I miss any days during the week. So make sure that you're subscribed and following whatever podcast app you're using. And I want to thank you for listening in and reading uh, the story that I'm writing eventually will be for you. Have a great day. And this is a Gagopod East Studios production. Gagopod, where we've been helping creatives tell their story with podcasting since 2017. Take a look at gagopod.com and you'll see all of our network shows. All of them are designed to help you podcast. See you next time.